Good morning, Erin. Good morning, Matt. It's October 29th, 2015, and this is our 24th episode? Yes. Of the Soybean Pest Podcast? Yeah. How exciting is that? Yeah, we reached almost, I think this is our 74th episode in the six years that we've been doing this. Yeah. Seems like a long time. Yeah, that was a little moment of silence for us. Yeah. It was just like three seconds of... Mm. Just have to take it in. Take it in. Three seconds in real life and three seconds of like audio recording do very yeah. different things. Yeah. You wait like you wait like three tenths of a second to feel like forever. Yeah. 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 Right there. Okay. <laughs> Awkward. So, yeah. So um so much to talk about today. Um what's going on? Well, I had a couple things to share. Um mostly uh thinking about the future. And some hot topics in the news. Um, next week, next week? No, in two weeks, is the big national ESA, Entomological Society of America meeting. Are you yeah. excited? Yeah, it's also tied with the Tri Society's uh, soil and agronomy folks. And, and one more. There's one more. Yeah, I forget. It's, it's ASA. CSSA, so it's crop, soil, and agronomy or something. Yeah. It's three societies. I can't. It's a lot of S's three and A's. Three societies and and ESA. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. How bad the program's huge. It's going to be thousands and thousands of us. And if you just took the entomology program, that's what I have here. Can you hear that? This is just. This is one, two, three, four five, six pages that are just the program symposia. All right, so yeah. it's eight and a half by 11 for those of you listening at home. It's eight and a half by 11. And Aaron, what's that look like to you? Is that filled? Yeah. Yeah. It's a long list of it, symposiums. These are just the symposia. So what does that mean? That means each one of these titles uh, has, what, anywhere from six to 10 presentations attached with them yeah so like a half day or a full day yeah and and that's that's on six pages yeah they're getting a little symposium heavy i think it's insane and that's that's just the symposia yeah that is not all the people that just have something to share like me yeah you have something to share what do you <laughs> share it at the meeting something fun i'm talking about the podcast i'm presenting a poster i think it's on tuesday afternoon with you mm-hmm. and john van dyke um about the Kind of six-year history and of our podcast. Yeah. So, so are there any symposia that look good to you? Well, um, I was just looking through this because um, I thought it was one. It was just amazing how many there were. And Quite diverse. Two, I was trying to get a sense of like what I could say about the state of entomological research, science extension, based on the topics in here. Mm-hmm. Which do you think? Let's do it. Let's play a little game. Not trying to put you on the spot. But I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, well, yeah. hey, uh, you can do this to me as well, right? Yeah, don't, I could. Nah, but you don't because you're nice. But I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. Which do you think has more symposia at, um, attached to it as a topic, right? By section? But just in general, right? So what I'm going to give you the two topics. Mm-hmm. First topic, soybeans. Things related to soybeans. Yeah. Right? Or? Versus things related to, let's say, pollinators. Pollinators. 
by, by like what ratio would you uh, say? Three to one, four to one. All right, here, dig this. On pollinators, I counted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight symposia. Yeah. All right. And, all right, so one of those is more on just social insects, but eh, pollinators, well, some other time. All right. So seven, right, if you're not as uh, inclusive. Seven, right? And I count for pollinators uh, for things specifically attached to soybeans or field crops. How many would you think? Two. Yeah, two. I counted two. Yeah. One is on the uh, invasive kudzu bug. Yeah. And the other one is the one that you're helping me organize, the... What are the title of the symposium? What are the costs and benefits of neonicotinoid seed treatments in field crops? Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. And there's even one. Uh, let's see if I can find it while our listeners are recovering from that stunning observation. Um, oh, what was it? It was um, Beyond Corn and Soybeans. Mm hmm. Challenges to integrated pest management in specialty crops. It's almost like the that's the antithesis. That's the opposite of a talk about. Yeah, because I think, especially at the branch level, our branch, the North Central branch, sometimes has a stereotype of being a corn and soybean meeting. So mainly focused on pests. And this is a national meeting. Yeah. And they maybe they're trying to get away from that. It's not just corn and beans. We look at other stuff. But it uh, like bees. Yeah, a lot of bee stuff, you know, which is remarkable because I remember when I was a grad student, just becoming a grad student, finishing up my undergrad, I remember the, the, the lab that I worked in, the scientists saying, yeah, there's really not that many people uh, working on honeybees. Yeah. That it's, it, there's not much related to, like, honey production or pollination, and it's, it's mostly um, honeybees as an organism for studying Sociality. It's a model. Yeah. Yeah. And now, I mean, these talks are, I mean, it's kind of interesting. One is how pollinators work, the importance of integrated physiology in natural and agricultural systems with changing climates. Wow, that's a kitchen sink title. There's colony collapse disorder eight years later. What we now know that we didn't know then, well, that's going to be, but there'll be a lot of people. That It'll be one. packed, yeah. Um, late breaking symposium, a nexus for agriculture, honeybee health, and commodity crop production going to be there that'll be interesting don't you think commodity crop yeah. that's I, you know what that could be in uh, either one of the pollinator versus soybean talks because there might be yeah our group isn't talking there but it'll be interesting to see if somebody else does um pollen analysis and beet research sharing discoveries methods and resources so anyway um that's just what four of the eight or so coming up is there anything that you're looking forward to when it comes to the national meeting? I feel like I have a lot of side meetings and tours and things going on. So one thing that I'm doing is, uh, and I think you're going as well, is meeting with Dow AgroSciences to talk about Transform. It's so a flock of floor. And we talked about that earlier this summer and yeah. how it's... Um, Registration is in contention. Yeah. And what the EPA got sued. Right. Yeah, and the what the registration has been voided. 
So yeah. it'll be interesting to hear from that. From Dow to see kind of what, what's happening with them, what are the next steps. And so that'll be one of the evenings that we kind of hear some research updates and, and things. And then I'm not sure if you are going on a tour with Bear Crop, crop Sciences. No, what's um, tour? Your former student, Mike McCarble, what? is no. organizing a seed treatment tour uh-huh. of one of the facilities. Um, I think he invited a couple extension entomologists from around the Corn Belt to see this seed treatment facility. Uh So I'm going to that. For some reason, I decided it was a good idea to sign up for a 5K. Oh, are you doing that? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's Tuesday morning? Yeah, I think think it is. Yeah, I might do that as well. Cool. Yeah. And... If it's too cold, I'm not going to do it. Ow. Please, come on. It's so cold in Minnesota. Oh. You mean three hours north of here? Yeah. <laughs> There's probably snow on the ground right now. It snowed yesterday, oh, but it didn't stick. Oh, God. Oh, God. Put on your big boy pants and some gloves and just do it. You warm up fast, though, when you get going. <sighs> and then plus, you know, student competition, that's fun listening to all the students because yeah. usually they're some of the most polished presentations. Isn't that interesting? It really is They true. spend a lot of time, yeah. and they yeah. really have it down. Yeah. Uh, us old fogies just throw stuff together and some you know worst. yeah there's some, some of the worst worse. ones yeah there's just a huge diversity of topics plus just a lot of opportunities to network like with the and the exhibit and trade show area is always nice to catch up with people boy we should do uh, advertising they should pay us for the oh, advertising ESA giving, yeah to this mm-hmm. meeting make, make it, I'm, I'm getting excited now yeah um so one thing I was thinking about uh, with bringing up this topic with, here at the podcast, like it makes it sound like it's like a room <laughs> we go to. Here in an Aaron's office. Yeah, is that uh, I, I don't know how public a lot. I mean, it's public in the sense that you can go to the meeting, but I don't know how public the presentations are, how accessible they are. Um, They're accessible if you pay registration. Oh, yeah. They and, don't let just anybody in. Right. But, I mean, they used to, like, record them and... Mm. Um, you could, but no. you find them online. That's not happening anymore. No. But the um, the point I was getting to is we have a seminar series here on campus. And, Through entomology. Yeah, yeah, and that's open to the public. It's every Absolutely. Monday at 410 in Lego Marcino. Um, I think it's room 186. Um, but anyway, you can find the details about this at www.ent.iastate.edu which is our entomology website um, for our department. And um, we, we record those. I think they're made public. I haven't, I haven't been able to locate the website. Yeah, um, it'd be buried within the, the website. website. Yeah, yeah, but it'd be a audio-video type recording that yeah. you could watch, see the slides, and hear the audio. So um, so in some ways, we're, we're better than the national meeting Anybody can come in. You don't have to pay registration to hear the uh, some seminar speakers. And if you're not there, you can track it down and play it back. For some, not all the speakers agree to sign off on it. But um, which lead me, leads me to my next topic. And I want to start it off with a quiz question. Because you like to quiz me. I like to quiz you. Because I never and, know the answer. And the the well, they're, you know, they're they're, they're challenging. Um, this is one that and and people can play at home, right? Yeah, let's go. So, uh, are you ready for this? Maybe. What, all right, what is the common name given to monarchs 
in Australia, the monarch butterfly. What's Orange fluffy foots? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it, does, it does seem like they go out of their way. Orange on name, the Barbies? I it, don't know. They go out of their way to name things like kind of whimsically. <laughs> the wombat. Yeah. Why? The what are they called? <laughs> The kangaroo. Did they? Did, when they sent all of the people from England to Australia, did they? Did they load that? That uh, uh, bus. That that they didn't bus there, did they? I don't think so. To Australia? I don't think they did. I don't. Mm, not. I'm, I'm not a geography major, but it seems Probably. like boat. there was water involved. It was, a, it was another B word. When they when they loaded the boat up with people going to Australia, did they pack it with all the K's? Because <laughs> it seems like everything is named with a K. Koala, kangaroo, kookaburra. Do I need to come up with any more to prove my point? I think you need one more. No, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, kiwi. Ha! There. You mean in New Zealand? I think they're really, on, really, on. really picky that about was, that. that was close they're enough. really picky. You get my point. My point is they come up with whimsical names for things. They so do. They, so what, what's the whimsical? <laughs> It's not what, the orange fluffy foot. The orange fluffy foot, <laughs> not the whimsical name given to monarchs in Australia. What? Um, wanderer butterfly. They're called the wanderer. Yeah, wanderer butterfly. I'm kind of disappointed about that one. A little let down. Like they could have yeah. done better. But it's it's apt, right? It's appropriate. Given that yeah. monarchs migrate, yeah. they're remarkable for their migration. Long distance migration, yeah. yeah. And they're wandering. Okay. They move on. The wanderer. They call them the wanderer. They get around and around and around. Um, but this is interesting. So, the reason I bring this up is we have a speaker coming from Australia, a scientist, Marin Zaluki. I hope I pronounced that right, Marin. Um, he uh, studies the. Uh, Wanderer butterfly. He's a big dog, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, We're lucky to have him. Yeah. Um, yeah and he's going to come on the 9th of November, give a seminar. And people who are interested in monarchs, I would encourage them to come. It should be interesting. I didn't know they had monarchs in, in uh, Australia. Yeah, that's something that was confusing to me when I first heard about that. Uh-huh. But they must. <laughs> they must. <laughs> It'd be like us studying wombats. Like, what? what's going on with that? I mean, clearly, they must have him down there for him to, you know, study. I mean, that's, that's my conclusion. But. But, but it's not like, everybody, we're going to Australia. Bring the monarchs. Not, Bring the orange fluffy foots. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. I was just reading up on this. I do a little prep before I come into these. Uh, they were introduced in 1871. Hmm. Along with, to Australia. Yeah, mm-hmm. along with the uh, milkweed. So an invasive, kind of a pretty invasive. Two invasives. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. The milkweed, not native, nor the... Well, I don't know. I'm just guessing. I don't I think that's what I read. Hey, and you know what? Uh, Marin's what? coming. Um, Zaluki, on November 9th, we can ask him this. All of this. How it was introduced and whether yeah, it was intentional. Ask him. I can't imagine it was intentional to bring milkweed to Australia. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Why would anybody? It's probably not called milkweed. It's probably called (laughs) (laughs) hairy pink flower. I don't know. (laughs) She nails it. (laughs) They're beautiful. They're flowers. They look like little pom poms or something. If only you could have incorporated the K in there. Yeah. 
probably like the the kaleidoscope flower. Oh my god, you're crushing it today. That is fantastic. They're beautiful. I want. Why are they called weeds? Why did they get that? Well, a weed is a plant in the wrong place. That's yeah, the definition of a weed. Wow. So. Well, I was just going to wrap up. Okay. If unless you had something to add uh, about this, um, he, he I think he's being brought here in part uh, through the Monarch Consortium, which is a group out of uh, Iowa State University, mm-hmm. and uh, they do a bunch of stuff, and they're going to be doing even more stuff because they got a conservation innovation grant of. Uh, so that means students and research and yeah presentations and. Oh, and yeah. science and, and stuff, putting yeah. stuff in the ground. I think it's more about this conservation innovation grant. It's more about doing things than studying things. Okay. And they got $750,000. Whoa. Yeah, that's some big money. That's um, a large grant. Yeah. Yeah. No joke. Um, and you can find out more at monarch.ent.iastate.edu. I'll put a link in the, in the about section so uh, people can find it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting, huh? I can't wait to hear about monarchs in it down under. (laughs) (laughs) Neither can I. Okay. Should we wrap up? Yes, sounds good. Yep, thank you.